Hey football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of September 15th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. Vince is going to be with us later on. This week, we didn't get our second XFL player signee, but some more players entered the draft pool, and it was revealed the XFL will feature seats on the sidelines. This is episode 86, best seat in the house, where we are 21 weeks away from kickoff in 2020. It is getting closer. It's getting interesting with some some prices maybe come trickling out that we'll talk about about for season tickets. Fans in the cities, in all eight cities, are getting excited. They're getting phone calls and they're getting info on exciting new uh, ways to watch the game at the stadiums. They're getting meet and greets and they're getting bear hugged by coaches. Bryant, a lot's going on on this road to twenty twenty. Uh, blackjack, baby, 21 weeks. Wow, that is incredible. Yes, fans are getting more and more hyped based on all these meet and greets. St. Louis, L.A. this past week. I believe some more announced for Tampa Bay and Houston, if I do recall, and D.C. Uh, this coming week. Uh, so check your uh, check your local markets for an XFL meet and greet coming uh, to a town near you. But, yes, Alan, it, things are getting great for fan engagement uh, you can start to sense, you know, people are, are talking about it. I've sat down and had conversations with people who didn't know it was happening, and now they do. Uh, Twenty-one weeks, man. This is this is as close as as oh man, as something that I don't know. I, I couldn't. Even, it, words cannot explain how close it, we are to something that's going to be magical. I guess you could say <laughs> it's as close as we've ever been. It is. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. It's an un- you're right, Jake. It's an unprecedented week because we're uh, a lot of people don't realize this. We're closer to kickoff than we've ever been, and and that's something we need to recognize at the start of this show. And 
get ready to talk about some interesting things that will be happening in 2020 and also some things that have happened this week. Uh, but last week's show, just to recap it real quick, we talked about coaches turning in their preferred quarterback lists to the league so the league could sign them. And I, I got to say again, I'm, I'm kind of bummed I, I'm that we didn't get a, a signee, a tier one like a Landry Jones signee this week. But, uh, you know, we're, I'm going to be patient, just like we were with team names. I did notice, though, at XFL Show, we received some tweets and some messages on Facebook and I even saw some reactions to our posts we've put on Reddit occasionally. People specifically mentioned the name Brandon Whedon as a quarterback that I don't think we've talked a whole lot about, but some fans really want the former Cowboys backup to be in the XFL. We we talked about him, Alan. It was just off air, and, and, and your reaction was a little surprising that he would actually be brought up. Me and Vince talked about him a little bit on Patreon uh, when we exclusively went through all the cuts that the ex, uh, excuse me, that the NFL made a couple weeks ago. A, a formidable backup in this league, uh, sorry, in the NFL, could be a great starting quarterback in this league. Brandon Weeding, if he wants to play, I'm sure that uh, Oliver Luck and company will have a spot for him on the Tier 1 level. Yeah, it's getting really interesting with the tier ones. We'll talk about them in greater detail in a little bit, but with some players uh, popping, some names popping up that we didn't consider because now we know some, you know, the lay of the land more so in the NFL, it's becoming a different kind of conversation. And the practice squads, especially in the NFL, influence, influencing this a whole lot. Uh, Devlin Hodges, who I know you watched Jake in the preseason with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is now officially on the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad. And a name we all were talking about, Cardell Jones, who was with the Chargers, is now with the Seattle Seahawks on their practice squad. Does that mean they're 100% unavailable for the XFL? No. But most likely they're unavailable until the end of the NFL season. These practice squad players are going to be making about, uh, what, $5,700 a week, and they get paid over the entire regular season uh, for, of the NFL season, and that could be up to about $100,000 or so, Jake. So these guys are signing with teams to be, just be reserves, but it just means the XFL might have to wait a little longer to get them, or they're just not going to get them at all because they've got the NFL opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I really think you would rule these, at least these two names specifically would rule them out. Week 17 is going to take us into, uh, what, what, December? Mid-December, late December, Mm -hmm. something like that. I mean, if they're on the practice squad, you know, for for 17 weeks, that's a cool 100 grand. I don't think there's any way you can... You can say no to that. Now, of course, we know that you could be released from the practice squad at any time. I believe that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. But these are quarterback positions. They're probably not going anywhere. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on them throughout the rest of the NFL season because practice squad players can get cut. And uh, they can become available to the XFL. But right now, uh, two of those those two names specifically that we've talked about is, would be great for the XFL, uh, seemingly unavailable as of this moment. So while the XFL did not sign any top quarterbacks that, that they'll distribute among the eight teams, some players did enter the XFL draft pool. Uh, they're not going to wait for their NFL shot. They're they're going to go after their XFL opportunities. And really cool to see Jeremiah Spicer, the linebacker, 
get an invitation from Oliver Luck, the commissioner's invite, because a lot of us uh, following the league under, have heard his story and understand the crazy, crazy road he's had to get to this point. Really, really awesome story. Uh, Jeremiah Spicer Bryant, who uh, grew up as an orphan and li- actually lived on Skid Row in Los Angeles, it will be a part of the XFL draft. Yeah, and I had the fortunate um, opportunity to actually meet Jeremiah and a few of the LA meet and greets. Uh, great guy, full of energy, looking for a chance. Saw him at the uh, at the LA uh, Summer Showcase as well, and and I'm glad he got a, an opportunity. And you know, he he made he made waves in the XFL, and and the XFL even did a, a cool little uh, short on him on social media a couple, about a month or two ago now. Uh, but it's actually been a, it's actually gonna be a great story and, and hopefully he can make a team and make a squad and make an impact in this league. That's all what this league is about is opportunities for those who have been passed up basically their entire life. Yep. So Jeremiah Spicer is really one of the really feel good stories going into the, uh, the season and into the draft. We'll see where he lands. If he lands a spot, still has to get drafted, but really cool. I know everybody following the league knows that story. It's tremendous. And then uh, I think the XFL even put out, right, a, a tweet about him, about him too. I mean, if, on their official social media. So really awesome there. And then all, all you know, Vince is going to be on the show a little bit later. He's late to the studio today, but he's got stuff going on. But I talked to him about this earlier this week. He's a big fan of LJ Scott, the running back who played for Michigan state. I believe he succeeded Le'Veon Bell there for the Spartans. He enters the XFL draft pool as well, Jake. And I I know uh, we talked about, you know, running backs kind of being a dime a dozen, but a player like that, that was on some NFL camps, you you want as high of a caliber running back as you could get. And yet that might end up being one of the better running backs in the XFL. If you ask my personal opinion, knowing, knowing that particular player, LJ Scott. Yeah, no doubt about that. You can't sleep on that position, even though the, you know, almost all football leagues are passing leagues right now. I know you watch much, much more CFL uh, than I have in oh, my yeah, lifetime, but, but it's, it's still a position that you got to have, you know, Swing them to even if you're not handing it off, you know you got to block. Swing them out to the outside for a for you know a, a quick grab and and run. Uh, let me go back a little bit. I want to go back to what you guys were saying about this this Spicer Jeremiah Spicer here. Do you think you know once the league gets these players, are, are they going to want to know more about their personal lives and try to maybe focus on them? Uh, you know, weeks leading up to the XFL, whenever hopefully they're running these programs on Fox and uh, ESPN to, you know, to try to get people interested in the league and get people personally invested on some of these players. I think you need some features like that for sure. Let's hope that we get one of those tearjerker Tom Rinaldi uh, packages on Jeremiah Spicer that would kill on ESPN. Uh, But I'm hoping the XFL has a kind of, you know, a magazine portion to talk TV lingo there, uh, you know, where they have it all set up for uh, not just, you know, talking about the league and the games and everything going on, but also, you know, doing features on specific stories that players bring into the XFL. Cause really at the end of the day, you want to tell some great stories to get people interested, Bryant. So uh, a guy like Jeremiah Spicer, he needs to perform on the field. Of course, it's a football league, but he has this incredible story that I think could inspire a lot of people, could be obviously great uh, for getting attention for the league and for just being quality entertainment on, on, on one of the TV partners. No, yeah, you definitely want to sell the uh, story of players. Uh, even the AAF tried to do this a little bit. And, 
and it it just allows the the communities and and fans to relate to some of these players to understand them to sympathize with them to to support them in some way shape or form so i definitely think the xfl um will do this for many players many teams whether they get a, a special on a on ESPN or Fox or something like that for these players, who knows? But definitely, I think some packages, at least in the pregame or, or in, during halftime, things like that for sure. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you're going to get a 30 minute program on just one player, but you know, some you know, a little outside the lines action or you know, something of that nature. Yeah. Quick uh, programming note: I believe is Bob Stoops on outside the lines yet? Has that happened, or he was going to be on? He's going to be on next week, I believe. We heard that uh, rumor. So, uh, going around that Bob Seuss would be on ESPN probably talking about his uh, his book out, but the Dallas Renegades head coach, general manager, also be talking XFL there on ESPN. And get ready to see a lot more coverage on that channel, on the Fox channels uh, regarding the XFL. We're get, Like we said, we're closer than ever. That means the TV stations, the TV channels, the cable networks are getting their stuff together. They're getting their ideas, their programming in order. I even saw... a. a Social media post of uh, uh, one of the college uh, broadcast staffs, you know, d- doing one of the college games this week, the North Carolina game for ESPN. I saw Matt Hasselbeck was going to be a part of, I guess, the people covering uh, that their game this week. But he was in like a meeting. They said behind the scenes with Coach Mac Brown, and in it you see Matt Hasselbeck who works for ESPN wearing a XFL shirt or a sweatshirt, Bryant. So that might be dragons, right? Yeah, or, yeah dragons. Yeah, he's wearing a Seattle Dragons shirt. You're right. Yeah, and obviously he was a Seattle Seahawk. But could that maybe could that be a sign of some people that might be involved in the broadcast on the ESPN side of the XFL? If that's the case, then Matt Hasselbeck can't do any Seattle Dragon games. I mean, that's just a favoritism right there. Conflict uh, of interest. It's pretty cool to see. You're, get him, yeah, get conflict him. of interest definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's definitely cool to see those types of things out there there's been a lot of sightings of fan signs and and people wearing the 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 jerseys i saw um jim zorn this past week throwing out the first pitch at a seattle mariners game uh so to see like i said earlier is to see all these things starting to rile up all the fans starting to get intrigued people have noticed fan, uh celebrities wearing gear uh, it, it's going to be pretty cool uh, once 2020 comes around and it's not just the, what is this? It's going to be like, finally it started for so many people. Yeah. And I, I, I know, I know for sure Matt Hasselbeck was probably walking around the offices at ESPN and walking around wherever he was there covering uh, the call, the college game. If wherever he's wearing that people are stopping and saying, where'd you get that? Cause I wear some, some my very little XFL gear I have that I was able to score at some of the press, the press conference in December, and anytime someone sees, where did you get that XFL hat? Where'd you get that shirt? Where can I get one? People are interested in the merch, and we'll get into uh, drawing interest and talking about the XFL with people when you come across them that way. I know all of us have dealt with some of that since we've been covering the league now for 86 weeks, and uh, it's really interesting to think about, but when you see someone like Matt Hasselback wearing a Seattle Dragons sweatshirt, uh, that is great for the league. It's just more people making the league visible. Love seeing that. Also, going back to players, uh, we got an interesting email this week, Brian. Something called the Pacific Pro Scrimmage. I don't know if they reached out to you to get you to try out or if it's because the XFL <laughs> is rumored to be uh, in attendance in Whittier as uh, some street free agents 
as the as the website calls them, uh, are given an opportunity to showcase some talents. Seems like a last kind of showcase if uh, the LA Wildcats or other XFL officials or scouts are in attendance. Last chance for players to show off before the draft. But uh, this this uh, this pro Pacific Pro scrimmage going on in Whittier, California, appears to be uh, pretty interesting. It's gonna they're they're claiming that the uh, Browns, the Niners, the Chargers, Rams, even the CFL's Calgary Stampeders will have scouts in attendance. So we get players reaching out to us at XFL Show on social media all the time, and they ask us, "How can we get in this? How can I play in this league? Here's my tape." We're not we're not the scouts for the league. We can't really get you into a locker room. We cover the league. We talk with the league uh, officials occasionally. But uh, the best way is to find opportunities like this, I guess, Brian. And they do have regi- a register page at proscrimmage.com. Yeah, so no official word from from the XFL on being in attendance. But the email did state that they would be. Uh, I did hear Coach Moss. I'll give a little bit of what happened this past week at my meet and greet. Not my meet and greet at the LA well, Wildcats I, meet and that, greet. That was your, that was your meet and greet. That was like the Brian <laughs> Coach Moss meet and greet. Um, but, it, you know, Coach Moss, a lot of players were in attendance to that as well, trying to get, you know, to 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 get their names out there and, and to meet the coaches. And, and Coach Moss said that there's going to be some opportunities out there that they will look at open – uh, tryouts or things like that that will allow these players to show their talents and if the ex and if the uh, coaches and the staff feel like they are worthy of a draft invitation that they will communicate with the league that um, they want them in the draft so it, it's easier obviously easier said than done but to to get this opportunity of you know these street free agent type workouts is, is huge and if this is true this pro so excuse me pacific pro scrimmage uh company i guess you could say if they're going to be there then you know that's where you're going to want to see these types of things happening all over in seattle st louis new york new jersey those types of places so that way those street free agents can get one last opportunity to try to get into that xfl draft pool yes and and then and then beyond that because you know they're the league's always going to be looking for talent that's going to be crucial uh that process is never ending the the uh player development and the football operations going on with the league uh, last bit of business before we get into everything for this week uh, going back to last week uh, it looks like apparently former Raven Patriot Texan Arkansas Razorback quarterback Ryan Mallett who was rumored to uh, have signed on to join the XFL draft pool or even I, I heard some people saying he might be a tier one signee that was never official or made public but Ryan Mallett the quarterback uh, arrested on suspicion of DWI in Springdale, Arkansas, earlier in the week, and uh, obviously that's no good for him, and definitely not good for uh, the XFL. If any of these coaches were planning on having Ryan Mallett on on those lists we talked about last week, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was you know we didn't have any hard evidence. It was really just rumor and innuendo that uh, he you know was on one of these lists or possibly considered to be in the draft pool. But I, I think that's, you know, that is long gone now. This uh, this man has much more, you know, bigger problems to deal with. Yeah, so he was at one of the showcases, I believe. I, I want to say he was at the Houston showcase, Brian, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that was for sure the city, but he was definitely at one of them. I would have definitely tabbed Brian Mallett as someone who would have made an XFL roster, but knowing that the league has already kind of put it out there, they don't want – riffraff of this sort you got to believe this guy is not going to be uh stepping foot on an xfl 
uh, field at all. Would you would you would you guess that? I mean, this obviously has to play out, but anytime you have a look like this, especially when the league's starting up, they're going to want to avoid players like that at all costs, won't they? Yeah, would I put it out a hundred percent that he wouldn't be in the league? No, I mean we're again you'll let this play out and see what happens. But I did have him down as one of those like emergency tier one quarterbacks that if you needed somebody to fill uh, one of those last spots in the tier one, that Ryan Mallett would have been the guy. And now he's getting into these uh, again personal issues that have plagued him his entire life. It's 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 unfortunate that you know when you have w- one more opportunity, whether it be your last or not, you don't want to pass those up or, or, or squander those for whatever the reason may be. But now, you know, Ryan Mallett's probably—I definitely don't think he's any type of tier one anymore—and um, he probably is gonna. I'm not going to say that he's not going to get drafted, but it just seems very unlikely. The league originally, this is the very first announcement, mentioned the uh, the no tolerance pod- policy, the zero tolerance policy. It's kind of seemed a little more lackadaisical since then. We never really got a true definition of it all uh, since then. So who knows if the league is saying no to this man just because of that. But uh, in terms of moral do you really want to put your your league attached to a player like Ryan Mallett at this point? Uh, time will tell. Yeah, probably not. Would like it to be as squeaky clean as possible, but we'll uh, monitor that. I'm sure the backgrounds of every player will be checked by the league, and we'll vet them as well on this show and other other uh, people covering the league. will be you know keeping an eye on that because that's it's obviously something that is a. Uh, well, I don't want to say fun to talk about, but it's reported on a lot and talked about a lot when it personal issues of football players. So uh, hopefully we could, like I said on our, our Patreon show this week, Brian, I just want to talk about the damn football games and the football going on. But sometimes this extracurricular stuff creeps in. Speaking of the Patreon, we've got a lot going on there. It wasn't it wasn't the exhausting week you put me through last week, Brian, but still a whole lot of fun talking not XFL stuff and XFL stuff. I know you and Jake even got together talking fashion. Alan, you're talking about last week, even the last month. We've been you know, cramming and putting so much into this Patreon. I believe we broke the server at some point, it seems like. But yes, there's tons of content out there. Me and Jake, I don't know if you guys remember last week, but Jake was furiously Googling and searching for your I XFL. I don't think concepts. I was. I think you're blown No, we heard it. Every, we heard this. Jake, this is what we heard the entire time. You typed along towards the end of the show because you really wanted to see this concept. So I, I let you have before. We talked about helmets and jerseys exclusively on Patreon. We looked some of your concepts. So if you put a concept out there, we probably talked about it uh, again exclusively on Patreon. Uh, don't forget, you always have this is not the XFL show where we talk all college football and regular NFL football. Uh, Alan, yes, it is a, a very interesting time in the world of professional football when it comes to the other league. Um, and then we have our monthly bonus show. You can listen to this show commercial free as well as a day early if you're in the right tier. Tons of content. Go back and listen to some of the archives as well. A lot of that stuff is still relatable. Uh, Vince and I did a tier one discussion. So plenty of content. Go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Uh, you can get started for as little as $3. So it's actually, a, I think, a pretty good deal. Uh, and, and again, you have a lot of free stuff out there too. We did a uh, NCAA preview, a fantasy football preview as well as an NFL season preview. Those are free exclusively on Patreon. So go ahead and go ahead and check it out again. That's patreon.com forward slash. This is the XFL show. Now we can get to the topics of the day. And 
I don't know. I'm so excited to talk about some of this. I'm kind of dreading when Vince gets on because I think he's going to be talking some doom and gloom on some other stuff. But before we get into the things that I, I that I'm kind of alluding to there, the, really the main event is going to be a part of this week's cover too, and it's going back to what we said earlier. They had a meet and greet specifically just for Bryant in Los Angeles. It's amazing. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. So here we go. Part one. Bryant attends the LA Wildcats meet and greet Monday night football watch party, which I believe was in Hollyweird. Correct, Bryant? You were in the middle of, of the glitz, the glamour in Norm Chow. Yeah, some of some of them call it Hollywired, but we'll just continue with Hollywood, <laughs> I guess. That's fine. Holly yeah, Holly Hollywood, California. And uh, you, you watch some fascinating NFL football while discussing football with football geniuses, namely Norm Chow, Winston Moss, and I even saw a picture where you were given what a headlock or a bear hug? What was going on? Were you given a wrestling match with Coach, Wait, Coach Moss? I, I was giving I was giving Coach Moss a, a headlock. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> you think I would ever attempt that in a million years? Uh, no bear hugs this time around. Coach Moss said, "Don't get up. Grab me from behind." In a playful way, of course. Uh, this time around, I decided to bring the misses uh, to to kind of show her what I've been doing uh, with with the uh, LA Wildcats. Everybody was gracious enough, as always. You know, Heather was there. Some of the media people that I've been working with uh, were, were gracious enough to, to spend some time, chit-chat, talk. Coach Moss is always great. Um, they had a, a Q&A. I was able to ask some questions as well. Uh, no, Alan, I, unfortunately, I did not ask him of the Antonio Brown question. Uh, strictly XFL questions only is what I uh, what I stuck to. But, yeah, it was, it was a great event. There was giving away free merch. They had some raffles um drinks and and lots of uh, engagement i just sitting there i just it's hard to imagine this happening with any other type of league in 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 the world and to see the xfl doing this is pretty awesome because now i have a great photo i think it actually might be the cover photo of this week's episode um (laughs) of me that'd make it easy on me yeah send that over (laughs) (laughs) no was this a sports bar it was not a specific it was more of a bar i wouldn't call it like a sports specific bar but it was definitely a outdoor patio type it had an indoor bar as well uh only you know bar foods so it was definitely a bar i wouldn't say it's a sports bar but plenty of tvs too it was was really nice setting you would think Uh, you you would think they would have had it at 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 norm's norm chow's famous restaurant mr chow's isn't that doesn't he run that joint isn't that norm chow's I i don't think I don't think that's how that works. He's not said Mr. All. Chow? Oh, that's his cousin. <laughs> now, it, it, sounds, it sounds pretty informal. Am, am I correct on that? Oh, yeah. 100%. It's very laid back. And, you know, okay, everybody's so there like, to greet you. It's not like you get in, you know, you, you got you to gotta sit down and you wait for, you know, you wait for the introduction or something. Everybody just kind of goes oh. about their business. And then once Coach Moss, you know, starts getting everybody's attention, you, you better start listening. Oh yeah, there's a great video on um, on Instagram and Twitter, I believe, that the Wildcats put up of Coach Moss getting everybody riled up. Alan, you asked for battle cries a couple weeks ago. Well, he was saying, "Here we go, Wildcats! Here we go!" So I guess that's what it is now, because that's what we're going to be doing uh, every Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, very informal, very relaxed. You know, they answered questions. Family members of of everyone was there. Like I said, I brought my wife. She enjoyed it heavily. Loved Coach Moss. Uh, and then at the very end of the day <laughs> of the say uh, the what was it the New Orleans game the Saints game, I'm sitting there, 
this is this is this is why you need to go because moments like this you can never think that will ever happen. So this is why you go. I'm I'm standing up. It's it's Saints down whatever fourth and whatever or whatever the, the last play before they have to kick the field goal. And I look to my right. I looked to my right and who's standing next to me but Norm Chow. Norm Chow standing <laughs> next to me. So I just turned casually towards Norm Chow and I'm like, "Coach, what would you do on this play?" And he breaks it down. He's like, the safety's a little too far to the left. Uh, you, you don't need to hug the sideline because you still got the timeout. Maybe like a five-yard snap, get you into field goal range. You still got the timeout. Call your timeout and kick the field goal. And sure enough, <laughs> Drew Brees, five-yard slant. I forget who caught the ball. Boom, right in the middle of the field. Timeout, kicks the field goal, wins the game. And, <laughs> and I was so amazed at what just happened that it didn't hit me until hours later that I was talking football strategy. With Norm Chow, like what? What? And never in my wildest imagination that I ever think that was going to happen. Is it possible? It was one of the greatest moments. Of- <laughs> is it possible that they're just ribbing you and they paused the game while you were in the bathroom and then they you know, started <laughs> no. it back up on the DVR? Oh, don't Ta- you be talking crap yeah, about my. You're talking about a, a legit offensive genius, uh, Jake. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I believe that 100. percent That's awesome, and that's only at at an XFL meet and greet. So you got to imagine that's happening in the seven other cities, Bryant, where they are having these kind of informal gatherings where they're allowing, you know. Uh, fans or prospective fans or casual fans or people just want to dip their toe into seeing what this XFL thing's all about to show up and literally talk football with the coaches and uh, that are going to coach your team and the people that are going to run your the business end of your team they're all there having an awesome time and, and I mean that I mean the seeing the pictures the videos uh talking to you Bryant it sounds like the most fun ever and unfortunately for Jake uh Vince and I we we live a little bit of a drive away from you our need to figure nearest. It out. You need to no. Nope, you need to figure it out. Go to yeah. one. I don't care. DC, St. Louis, New York. Figure it out and go. It's it's amazing. I know what, what this experience is. It's, it's so much me. fun. And I'm Jake, I know I've been rubbing it jealous. in your face since day one, but really, this is really a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the next one. And and again, it's just it, it, they make you feel like a part of the team. And I guess in in one way or shape or another, you really are. And it's truly the fans are a part of this build uh, towards twenty twenty. Oh, like I've, I think I've said this before, and I'll say this all the way up and down the road to 2020, but you're a ground floor fan. I've brought this up to you before, Jake. Imagine if you could say we are lifelong Steelers fans, right? Outright, we'll let everyone know that. Imagine, though, if we could have call ourselves the first Steelers fans. That's like a badge of honor. That's like something you could put on your tombstone. One of the first fans of a team. <laughs> What's a, a certificate of authenticity? Yeah, I mean, that is... Uh, that is that comes with a certain level of prestige. And then imagine if you call yourself one of the first fans of the XFL's Los Angeles Wildcats or one of the first DC Defenders fans. Imagine that. And imagine also you said, yeah, I was one of the first fans in every single game that year. I sat on the sidelines because you could have that opportunity in the XFL, apparently, because their partners, their ticketing partner, Elevate Sports Ventures, who we spoke about when they signed their two-year agreement with with the company to get together the marketing and the ticketing for the league. Uh, They announced this week, uh, Al Guido, the chief executive at Elevate Sports Ventures, announced at a conference in New York City that premium sideline seating would be incorporated into the XFL, and that is going to give fans a, a different kind of front row seat for a football game. 
this sounds similar to me at least of like what you'd get at a basketball game, Bryant. And that is crazy to think about because I just can't believe it's never been done before. Have you ever seen fans actually placed on a sideline at a football game, a pro football game? This could be really cool. I I mean, I've seen every everybody else at a football game on the sidelines. Why not fans? I guess at this point, <laughs> there's so many people on the sideline, to be honest. I don't know where they would fit fans, but it would be kind of cool to have these types of seats. You know, you see um, in Lambeau Field, those those end zone seats are really close to the to the back of the end zone. There's not that big gap like you see in some other stadiums. But where, where do you put them? You put them on the 50. I know if you're too low, you kind of run out of the visibility. Yeah. It would be kind of cool to see this. I just don't know exactly where you'd put them. Would you want to sit there more than once, though? Because I, I think I'd want to do it once for the experience. But, I mean, for actually viewing the game, I don't think it would be great. Yeah, so when you're everyone knows, when you're on a football sideline, that there's a reason why coaches and really the entire team run up and down it because you want to be able to see what's going on. and you got to follow the, literally follow the action because you're field level. You don't have the bird's eye view. You might have sitting in the coaches club, you know, in the stadium, but being on the field, there's something about the experience. And also who knows what other kind of perks are going to come with that. I mean, people are going to be paying more for these seats, we assume. So you're probably going to get, I don't know, maybe merch, or maybe you're going to get access to who knows, maybe the locker room. I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that could happen. And when you're on the sideline, you're literally next to the team too. You're, you'll be hearing the craziness that's going on among the team on the sideline during the game. That is a different kind of way to watch a game that who knows sideline passes sideline passes are something we've heard about before where you're standing around, but actually like sitting and maybe like a taped off area, who knows if this will be on the 25, you know, away from where the, the team is, or maybe it'll be right behind them or maybe right in the middle of them. Who knows? All, all I know is that it's going. It's a different kind. It's it's something that you're like Jake said. Maybe just once to see what it's like. But who knows? Maybe people do it and say, "Oh my goodness, this is unbelievable! I have to do this every week." Either way, it's just a cool added thing the XFL is offering that I think is is pretty clever and, and exciting. And the best part about uh, these the, this the ticketing so far that we've heard is that it's going to be extremely affordable. Either way, if you if you want to pay barely anything i mean we're hearing from fans hitting us up just we get a lot of uh messages saying you know i got a call from uh you know st louis battlehawks today and and they said tickets are going on sale soon and people are saying they're hearing you know between 25 to 125 dollars for a ticket super affordable 25 dollars a ticket i mean you might be sitting up a little higher but hey you could bring a family of four to a football game for a hundred bucks, that's unheard of in today's day and age. So adding sideline seating as well, just another uh, op- option when it comes to experiencing the XFL. And that's what they're giving fans. I mean, from the meet and greets to that different kinds of ways to experience the, the XFL to, to get involved. That's what you have to do when you're starting up a league. If you ask me something they didn't do back in 2001, Brian. Uh, you could add so many things to that list of the things they didn't do in 2001. Uh, this is another innovative way, whether it works or it doesn't. It's a, it's a shot uh, that that they're going to take, right? You, you, what is it? You miss 100 pitches of the of the balls that you don't swing at, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's really just the XFL trying different things. 
Uh, it's going to be different, I would think, by stadium, whether you're going to be able to fit you know, exactly where you're going to be able to put these fans. But if it's possible and you want to do something a little different and it's just season one and if it doesn't work out, then you don't do it for season two. It's pretty straightforward. I don't see the harm in doing something like this unless, Jake, you see some kind of harm in, uh, in doing this for yeah, the Jake, fans, at least this season. Jake, I got a feeling. You're, are you going to call this thing a gimmick? Do you not like this? This seems like something you would despise. I would love to try it once, but I, you know, again, where are you going to put them in the corner of the end zone where you can only see Let me pitch half the field? Can I pitch it to you? This is what I want to do. I mean, we're talking premium, the word premium. We, let's give them premium. Why not make it on the sideline at the 50 yard line? Just put a, one of the, you know, tape it off a nice, a nice red velvet rope from, from, about 10 yards wide, you fit a select few amount of fans in there, and they literally sit among the – the coach has got a coach around them. Put them right there on the sideline. Uh, I don't think you want to hinder the coaches <laughs> and the players like that. Or, you know, we, We've seen big sporting events with couches in the front row. Sometimes it goes over well, sometimes not so well. Uh, I mean, oh, my gosh. Talk about it. Imagine if you were doing this in the old XFL. I don't think it would work. That would have been dangerous. You know, some of those scantily clad cheerleaders, you know, people would be throwing dollar bills oh. or something if you had sideline seats. My <laughs> gosh. That's not what they were. They weren't oh. doing that. Do not do not embellish. But uh, it's a different were, league. The question of safety did come up when uh, Al Guido of Elevate Sports Ventures announced this, Bryant. Uh, how do you keep fans safe if you're putting them on the sidelines? I guess they're going to have to be a ways back from the actual, you know, out of bounds markers. They're they're not going to be right there where the where the hash marks turn white. They're going to be you know inward towards the bleachers a little bit. Alan, there's no white on the field. What are you What are you talking about anyway? Um, are you trying to mess with me because I'm colorblind? That's rude. <laughs> so if you for the safety concerns, you're going to have to put them behind the players. But to do that, you're going to have to lift them up. And if you lift them up too high, then you're going to hinder the the fans in the stands behind them. So it's going to be weird to be able to have this balance. That's why every stadium is going to be different, I would think, on how you offer these premium seats. Could could they put them right there where I said on the 50, but maybe just like put them in a, ca- a shark cage? Is that is that a possibility? How do you get a this roll done? Cage. <laughs> you just have some player going for a catch and just ends up with his helmet stuck between what the bars. Is that what, what you're thinking? Just put happen? everybody in like those big inflatable hamster balls, and you can just go wherever you wanted to. <laughs> All right. you know, All not, right. not not on the field, obviously, but <laughs> running Norm Chow you over on be, the side. <laughs> Do uh, you think they'll bring back the bubble ca- bubble cam and just call it the fan cam? Uh, <laughs> sit on the sidelines with the hockey with the hockey mask helmet and mask on. I mean, I I do. Wa- I'm hoping that th- there's this is done in some way that we can't. You bring up hockey because this is what I pictured. Because nothing's better. The best part about hockey is they're almost those fans are almost on the ice and they're like basically in the penalty box, so you could get the the, the blue man or the green man or whatever the whatever the person wearing the goofy one piece suit with their head covered dancing in front of a coach with like glass in between them or something. Yeah, I mean the only thing separating you know them is them in the field is you know three quarters of an inch probably. Yeah. I mean that th- there's all kinds of ways I can't, but I can't picture or fathom exactly how they plan on doing this. They just announced that they're going to do it, and I like it. I just can't wait to see what they actually do with it because for football it is it is a different animal compared to all the other sports. And then now in baseball you've got netting 
to protect fans who are traditionally, you know, those seats have been there forever, but now we've got netting, so safety concerns, and you're just able to be on the field for those sports or the ice or the court. It's just, it open, it's open. Football, it's a gridiron. I mean, you, they, they do have to be a ways away. It's, I can't wait to see what it looks like. I just, I'm very excited for it. I'm excited that they're thinking outside the box, especially Brian. I guess that's the main takeaway we got to take, we got to get out of this uh, announcement. Yeah, again, it's just a, another change that the XFL is going to make, a slight one at that, but hopefully something that uh, be like, hey, I went and I went to an XFL game and I send these things called the premium seats. You really need to try these, and then you get somebody else to do it the next week. That's probably what it is. It's fine. Like I said, it's not going to hurt the league. Well, hopefully, but I don't think it will hurt the league uh, to do something like this, at least reputation-wise. So if it doesn't work, you just don't do it the second season and you move on. Yeah, that no, this is not – this is low risk right here. This is a uh, interesting – uh, thinking outside the box, but this isn't something like they're trying to do ch- make a change. The, the changes to the game are way more critical than uh, th- this uh, Elevate Sports Ventures uh, sideline seating that, that we're talking about, but interesting nonetheless. Hey, Brainiacs, it's Long Allen Ice-T here, and this week on BBR, we're talking pro graps with you, but we're going to clash, and we're clashing hard. Long Allen Ice-T, yes, we're clashing. We clash all the time on Brain Buster Radio, but specifically this week, we have the King of the Ring finale. We have every championship on the line. It's pure insanity right now in the WWE, and Brain Buster Radio is going to be here to take you every step of the way through Clash of Champions because there's like 15 titles on the line. Jake, how am I going to keep this in order? Oh, it's going to be difficult even for somebody as gifted as myself, but I just can't wait until the boss is going to have championship gold around her waist again. I may even cheer for Bailey going against Charlotte, and that's something I would never, what? ever do. Well, but uh, it, it's a new day, yes, it is. I don't know about that, Triple J, but I do know that after all of these championship matches happen and we have all these champions celebrating at the end of the night, you know what I want to do? Do you know? Do you know? We got to get we got to get out the tall boys. Not the tall boys. We'll be having a little bit of the bubbly. And it's all on Brainbuster Radio at the Brainbusters. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook Brainiacs. We are coming. All right. So now that takes us to our main topic of the week, and you get a front row premium sideline seat to a discussion on tier one quarterbacks as well as, well, uh, philosophy. Really? Philosophy? Yeah. How we go about explaining the XFL to people who might not know about it at all. It's this week's Hot Read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! Happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Tiger! He's got a hound No tier one quarterbacks announced this week, but some free agents who were in camps are now on practice squads. Now, while that's disheartening in one respect, as we've talked about, you have to remember that the XFL technically can just wait for the NFL season to end if they want before they sign these Tier 1 players. There's no timetable 
that's a you know a hard gotta sign these players you gotta adhere to you know there's nothing like that although we have been told that the tier one players would be signed in the fall that being said would it be risky for the xfl to maybe rethink signing these players all of them all eight of them before the draft and wait for practice squad players to maybe become available again do they lay out jake and wait for these players to be uh, out there on the market in January. I, I, I think that would be a mistake. Um, you know, I don't think you want to wait that long. You're talking about signing players in the fall. We, we still got, I think, you know, 10 more days, at least from whenever we're recording this, for, for the official beginning of fall. Uh, but I don't think you want to wait till Christmas to start signing players. I think you want them in place. You want them to start learning your systems you want to have brand identity you want to know who you're going to go to and watch on the field i just i think it's it is too risky at least in my book to wait for them i mean really what are you waiting for it's not like uh you know drew Brees is going to be available no well not drew Brees, but when you're talking about uh uh the difference between practice squad quarterbacks they're talking about the difference between some of those guys on practice squads and cardell jones being one of them with a lot of coaches liking you know his his style of play. I mean, coaches might want to wait. I don't know though. That that's an interesting notion. Well, it might be different. Ab- the general manager. Yeah, it so. might be different across all eight teams. How they go about, uh, how they approach telling the league, you know, to acquire quarterbacks. If if the league says no, hard hard stop. Got to have them before the draft. That's it. But if maybe Bob Stoops or or Pep Hamilton or any of the coaches wants to wait. Maybe they should have that option, Brian. Although, again, it is risky because even when the season ends, these players still might want to hold off for NFL opportunities, even though practice squad players are fully available once the regular season's over. Yeah, Alan, so this past week at the at the meet and greet that I was at, the question was asked, what kind of players is the XFL or the Wildcats specifically going to be um, looking for? Or what, what kind of team are they going to have? What offense are they going to run? And, and Norm Chow and Coach Massa said it's going to depend on who we draft, who's available to us, what our team's going to be built of. So I can't imagine that a quarterback's going to be waiting, you know, until January to get signed. The only problem here is, you're right, Alan, there's no timetable, there's no worry, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah, as long as they sign by February 4th or whatever, 8th, excuse me, then it's all good. But uh, the XFL did kind of tie their own hands when they said that these quarterbacks would be signed before the draft. So... Oliver Luck, I've said it before, I said again, is it time for concern? No. Is it disheartening a little bit because we always want information? But, you know, again, we'll be patient. But I don't think it's uh, time to be worried or anything like that, only because Oliver Luck, as, as smart of a man as he is, would never make that that sort of statement if he didn't know that that was going to happen. So he's not going to say that we're going to sign these quarterbacks before the draft if he knew that he didn't. He might not have. he might not be able to accomplish that. So do you think so so that brings us to this next question then do you think the XFL is on the schedule that they told us they were on that all these players would be signed before the draft or is this proving to be tougher than the league maybe hoped hoped it would be getting the the eight quarterbacks in line I mean they signed Landry Jones and you expected you didn't expect this long of a lull between his signing and the other signings did you or are we just some of us just being impatient kind of how we were making fun of people with team names is this just impatience or is this really a cause for not concern but just something that's curious why was one guy signed and now it's taking so long for the next guys to be signed 
Alan, if you want, we can go back and talk about insurance again. I mean, that's totally no, thank up you. To you. Nope. But nope. we can have like an XFL no, classic player, something like that. No, you're right. Look, Landry, in, in, in retrospect, maybe you hold the Landry Jones signing until after the names because it happens so quickly that remember, Landry Jones happened about four days before that first little snippet of a logo came out, and everybody kind of not forgot about Landry Jones, but 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 churned their focus. So yeah, maybe in retrospect, you maybe make that announcement after the two names were announced because now you have this lull where nothing really new is coming out. But I think it's both. I think the XFL is is still on track to do what they want to do. It may be a little bit more difficult. But earlier when you were talking about the quarterbacks that signed on the practice squads for ninety six thousand or one hundred thousand dollars, if they're tier one. From from what we were told before, tier ones were making at least four hundred thousand dollars. So so why would these quarterbacks uh, decide to stick on a practice out? It's probably because of the chance they get to become a uh, actual you know backup and, and, and be dressed on a Sunday. I would think, but I, I, I just really think there's going to be enough players out there that are going to want to skip the practice squad and say yes, XFL, I'll come play for four hundred thousand dollars. Or some of them are probably thinking, hey, if they want me, I'm down, but they got to wait because the time, the timing lines up. If you're Cardell Jones, Devlin Hodges, as we've talked about, Kyle Sloter, Kyle Shermer, or any of these practice squad quarterbacks, it, it might behoove you to collect a check for the next, well, 15 weeks, 16 weeks, and after the NFL season, then say to the XFL, hey, I'm available. That might be happening. That just might be the way the cookie crumbles. It's going to be fascinating to see because the if the XFL wraps up the, all eight tier one players by then, then they won't be able to pay those players maybe enough to lure them away from, from the uh, NFL anymore, Jake. That's why I, earlier on I said I, I would wait. That would be the strategy from the get-go. But it doesn't appear that is the strategy. What do you think about that? A lot of players could well, be available in January. I I would be okay if one coach or two coach or multiple coaches, you know, slash GMs felt that it was best to wait until the NFL season was over. I would be fine with that. Now, do we know for sure our practice squad players, are they free to go if they want to? I mean, we know that the team can let them go anytime they want, but... We know, you know, if uh, if if the Arizona Cardinals, if it's week week six, can you say, you know, see you later? I got a better deal on the table. Oh, no, well, you got. You, I think you, I, you're you're under contract. The, the, the team could cut that, you whenever after I believe two okay. weeks. The team could cut that, you. That's what I thought. You can't just get up and go. All NFL contracts have have verbiage. Uh, regarding playing other in other Just stop football showing leagues. up. <laughs> it's a practice squad. The, the, ex, the NFL's not going to put up a fight for you to stick <laughs> around if you're on a practice squad. Think they'll Just, they're going to get mad if you if, if you stop off. showing up and then some other <laughs> NFL team signs you. That's another deal. But if you're going to just stop showing up and go to the XFL, the NFL's not going to care. You just walk into somebody else's watching. living room and, <laughs> and sit down and start watching TV. That's the easiest thing to do. You don't think the Seahawks but will try to collect squad, a bunch the of... practice squad player says, I don't want to play anymore, they're, they're, they'll cut they're not going to st- have them stick. I mean, you could. Why would request, you want a practice yeah. squad member that doesn't want? You could request your release, but if you can't just leave, you'll get your pants suit off. Come on, this is this is America. For what? Five thousand seven hundred dollars a week? And how, how much are you making? NFL really? teams. NFL teams have have 
have gone after much less money in the past from players. Yeah. Come on. Don't be well, naive. What I'm saying is, is what, okay, give them their $5,700 back and move on with your life and go to the XFL and show them what you can actually do and make $500,000. Look, I'm not worried about practice squad members uh, not being available to the XFL. Now, I will say that I don't understand why specifically these quarterbacks are going to practice squads. There must be a chance for them to be making the the first team uh, on Sundays and getting dressed because I'm sure if you if you dress for a game, you're getting paid way more than $5,700 that week. So that may be the opportunity that they're looking for. But I definitely think there's seven other quarterbacks out there that are going to take the, the money on the XFL side and just try to work out and get some get some tape and, and move on well with no really haven't not having any players right now to, to s- sell or talk about uh it makes it difficult uh, as just uh, a fan and someone following the league and also just for us people who do a podcast every week about the league uh, so for us when we talk about the league to you know friends family whomever sitting at the bar Wearing an XFL hat, I'll strike up a conversation all the time. So I want to ask you guys this week, when someone asks you about the XFL or when even you just bring it up to someone to see what they think about it, what's your approach? I mean, you've been podcasting for 86 weeks talking XFL. You know it like the back of your hand, Jake, but whenever you're talking to someone down the club... How do you, I don't know, explain the concept of the league or pitch it or draw interest or gauge their interest? How do you go about doing that? I mean, what I would usually do is I think the first thing I say is it's more professional football. And, and I stress the word professional. And then I immediately follow up with this is not going to be the old X and Because a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of guys still remember the old XFL. They remember that scramble. In the beginning, uh, they remember the cameras on the field in the huddle, the, the cameraman, you know, wearing almost full pads, it looks like. So I try to get that stigma away from them. You know, I tell them this is going to be, you know, it's basically going to be NFL football for the most part. There are going to be rule changes, but they're not completely reinventing the game. Yeah, there's going to be uh, different rules to try to keep people's attention, quicken up the pace of the game. But for the most part, it's regular football. I'm that's that's a good approach. Regular football. I mean, that's p- what people are going to ask you about gimmicks in 2001 it's, if they were the around and knew about it. Uh, uh, now, I mean, I, this week I was talking to future father-in-law about it, who's not even a football fan. Was more interested in kind of the business aspect of it and how, just trying to wrap his head around how the how there's going to be room for. Uh, another football league where he knows the NFL so dominant and if people do really clamor for football in the spring. And so my approach is always, you don't realize how really everyone's favorite sport is football. But I mean, we, we, I think we, we neglect the fact that all the, all the other sports we watch. Yeah, sure. We like them. I love, I love me some NHL hockey. For instance, but really, when you when you break it down, we're all enduring these other these other leagues until we could get to the insanity that is just listen. Look at the first two weeks of the NFL have been crushing. All all headlines have been NFL, and they've been nonstop talk about NFL anywhere you look. Even on College Football Saturday, Bryant, pro football king in this country by a, a, a country mile, and. 
that's how I kind of go about it. I mean, I, I just say basically, it's more football. And it's also going to be a little bit different. It's going to be exciting. Some players also that you might recognize if you follow college football for sure. And and it's going to be run by football people. It's not going to be, well, you know, that sports entertainment type football that came in 2001. If you even remember that. If I'm talking to someone younger, don't really even have to bring that up. But that's kind of my philosophy is that football is, is gigantic in this country. A lot of people don't even realize that, and I think they're going to find out come February 2020. Brian, what what do you what's your approach? So I've had this a few times, like you said. I had it at work one time in a meeting when we're all on mute while somebody was going off on some tangent on the on the conference call. We decided to talk some football. Uh, it happened at a Korean barbecue place, all you can eat the other day too. And and my approach to this is very simple. When someone asks me about the XFL, I say, "What do you want to know?" And that and I and I let them ask me the questions because I'm not going to try to convey what the XFL is to somebody when they might only care about certain things and I'd be like well this is what you can like my wife when she asks me about football she hates that it's so slow and I tell her they're going to pick up the pace there's a there's a there's a talk about a 25 second clock there's talks about no stopping the clock during the the entirety of the first you know 28 minutes of a half and then I broach it that way whenever somebody asks me about the XFL they, I, I literally just sit here and be like what do you want to know What's the differences? I can tell you some of the differences. I can tell you why I'm excited about it. I can tell you why it's different from 2001, if that's what you want to know. Really, I just let people ask the questions. And I think that's a good approach because then people focus. You find out what people's focuses are on what they either like or don't like or what they're interested in in football. And then you figure out how the XFL is either doing that different, the same, or better, maybe even worse. Who knows? Um, that's how I like to approach it. Let them kind of guide the conversation along. And I'm just here to help you understand the parts that you want to understand. Now, what would you tell them if they said, oh, this, the NFL is king. This league's not going to work. Just like that AAF side show that was on TV for a couple of weeks. What would you tell those people? Well, I tell them the preparation of it all and, and, and why the AAF went when it went and why it failed and why the, and what the XFL is doing to, to not, or try to try to avoid those types of things. It, it, it's it's a simple conversation when you say, "Hey, why aren't they going to? Why why would this league be any better than what the AAF is?" And it's simple. It's because they're not the AAF. They're not doing what the AAF did. They didn't rush this. They're taking their time. We can go through the the the, the millions of, of of simple reasons why, but it's really just because they're not the AAF. And when you tell somebody that, then they start getting more intrigued. Of like, well, what are they doing differently? Well, well, that's kind of interesting. What? And it just helps the conversation along. If I start blurting about uh, the punt punting rules or the different quarterback tier system or anything like that, they might not care about any of those things. They might only care about the fact that there's going to be no fair catch on a punt. Yeah. That the, might be the only thing they care about. And right. I tell them that yeah. that's a thing. Everyone's different. You're right. You're right. It's, it's a different, you got to gauge uh, who you're talking to for sure. Like I'll tell you the easiest uh, pitch I ever had, or at least explanation I had to give to someone was that sitting at a bar real late night on a Friday night, just like, well, later on tonight, we'll be taping the show on a Friday and said, hey, you know how you come into this bar every Saturday afternoon and every Sunday afternoon in the fall and you're sitting here drinking, watching football? You know how you can't do that come February? You're going to be able to do that come February. And then the guy bought me a drink. That was the easiest one. And some, that sometimes that's all you need. It gives some people something to get together, watch at a bar. And 
like yeah, we what said. If, what if all the all the convincing you have to do is just say there'll be a, a, you know another legitimate reason to get away from your significant other? <laughs> that might be enough for that. <laughs> yeah, that or hey, you you want to do some more gambling in February? Come around. Uh-huh. There's gonna be more I, football. Actually, season. there's so the, many different things, and everybody the has biggest reason, reason probably is the gambling <laughs> and fantasy. If but, if there is a, a but good everybody has football. their own. Right, and everybody has their own reasons why they love football, why they hate football, why they dislike it. Um, like I said, again, my wife doesn't like watching football, but when I tell her about these different aspects of the XFL, she gets a little bit more excited every single time. Uh, and I'm telling her, hey, look, this thing that just happened right now, this would already be over with. Yesterday, I was watching the Carolina-Tampa Bay game, and they took knees at the end of the game, and I told her, this probably won't happen in the XFL. Yeah. They're going to have to play the football from the one-yard line and try to get it out of there. If not, they're gonna have to punt it away, so that way the other team can get another chance. Or and yeah, that's the truth. Or how it turned things. into the Mike Pereira show. Hopefully, that's not going to be <laughs> happening with the XFL. There was a Winston Moss message on that show yesterday. Did you guys catch that? I got to see if I can find the tape. But Winston Moss name Winston Moss name drop was happening. I think by Aikman, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, uh, yeah, I, I, just approach it differently. Don't try to make this a. Uh, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to make this. Hey, the XFL is going to be better than the NFL. The XFL is king. Why are you why? like this? Isn't a competition. It's a compliment, like Oliver, like you said. And that's how you have to treat it. Hey, if you like football in the in the, in the fall. You'll like football in the spring because it's basically going to be the same thing with a few changes. Oh, what are those changes? Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, and if they ask you, well, what about the players? You know, you, you you have to tell them, like I said, this is this is the game of football. Have you ever really had the opportunity to watch any of these other players in a spring league? No, you don't really know what they can do because it's a league with no minor league system except the NCAA. And you watch college football, most of you. So... There's a reason why spring football has been tried and tried and failed and failed, uh, because there everybody knows there's something out there. There's a clamoring for it, and someone's got to get it right. Hopefully, this time around, it is what everybody's been waiting for when it comes to spring football. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of our our little, uh, I guess, segment there where you can kind of take our little philosophies whenever you're talking to someone, you gentle listener, you about the XFL. If you have to explain to it, if you don't want to get all it. If you don't want to go too crazy and go into the weeds, like Bryant said, just maybe gauge their what, what kind of football fan they might be and pitch it to them accordingly or explain it to them accordingly. Like like I said, Jake, I was talking to future father-in-law. Not Guy's not even a football fan. He wanted to know the business end. And uh, yeah. that's also a very fat fan, a fascinating aspect of the XFL is just in terms of market share and and television and it coming in here as this brand new entity that big 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 time entities media companies like espn and fox are getting involved with that's also interesting yeah you may want to go back into the archives and find that uh insurance episode because it sounds like he would be all in on it oh you know what (laughs) i'm not even joking you're right i'm gonna go pull we should have have asked him to be on the show that would (laughs) have Although he, he would have showed us all up. He's more he's an accountant. He's an accountant, so maybe we'll do like a Patreon special seven. where he'll talk about all the money. <laughs> the XFL business show. I'm gonna try to get him to do one. That'll be good. All right. Um well let's go to let's go. He's he said he wanted to come in, he wanted to do a last minute run in the very end of the show. 
let Vince here, who just showed up to the studio, give his final uh, opinion on this and give us his philosophy as well as what he thinks the XFL should be doing with the uh, Tier 1 signings that we talked about here in the hot read. Vince, here, sit in and go at it. You got you got less than how, – how much time should we give him here, Brian? Two minutes? Three minutes? Uh, give him two and a half. Vince, you get two and a half minutes. Go. All right. Well, let me tell you, Alan. Uh, it, I've actually been in this situation quite a bit where, where people have asked me, you know, they've heard about this XFL coming back and they're not quite sure exactly what it is or why they should care or why it's going to be different than a league that only lasted one year, uh, almost 20 years ago. And, and what I keep telling them is think about all the things you don't like about the NFL and then imagine that league fixed. And that and and rectified and reimagined. That's what the XFL is going to be about. You think the NFL game is too slow? XFL is going to speed it up. You think that you know the rules are too confusing and it draws out the game and it just doesn't seem fair? Well, the XFL is going to fix that. Uh, it, it's going to be about the quality of the play. Uh, it's not about the players. That are going to be shuffling in and out. Uh, yeah, we want to see big stars, but at the end, end of the day, you want to see an exciting game, and, and that's what the XFL is, is going to bring each and every week, starting uh, in 2020. All right, Vince, you got that. What about the tier one situation, real quick? Do you see? Do you see January being a possibility <sighs> for for tier one guys to be signed? Yeah, for the league to wait till January to maybe sign some of the guys that are wrapped up on practice squads right now. And that's tough to do with the, with the supposed draft coming in October, don't you think? That's what we've been talking about, but really the league's on no time constraint. Like self-imposed, they don't have to. Don't have January to. January seems way too late to me because yeah. You, you want to have these guys practicing, specifically if they're going to be big-time quarterbacks. Uh, you know, they got to be practicing with the team and get ready to play. It, it is all about the quality of the play here. The more time these teams get to practice, the better they're going to the be. the quality of the play. Uh, come February. Uh, so really, you're only talking about one month at most if you're talking about January. I That seems way too late to me. That was way longer than two and a half. Yeah, when he gets going, it's it's tough to get it's t- tough to stop him. That's 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 for sure. But what are you gonna do? He's got it. I still like my approach better. He's got just saying. He's got a he's got a contract, and it lasts for seventeen weeks. But then once once that's up, Bryant, we could get rid of him and send get him off the practice squad. <laughs> are we only committed to two weeks? Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't know. His con- Does he only have 17 more dates on his contract? Is that why he's doing these quick run-ins? Vince's contract is way more complicated than Cardell Jones's. I don't want to even get into that. Uh, fun, fun show. Talk some philosophy. Talk tier one quarterbacks or lack thereof. Talked front row seating. Best seats in the house. Had a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to next week. With, with, it's gonna Next week, 
I don't know what's going to happen. If we're going to get signings, if Bryant and Winston Moss are going to have another run, run in where they're going to get in a wrestling match, or if Bryant's going to end up working for Norm Chow's and an offensive assistant, or I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is, Jake, that next week is another week. It's another week, and we are going to be closer than ever to the start of the XFL. That's true, right? Next week, we'll next week, next week's show is going to be big because next week's show is going to be the, the 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 show that's closer than ever to kick off 2020. Brian, that, that's a new stat I just pulled up here on a that is on my calculator. That is a guarantee. There's no doubting that next week we will be closer than we are at this very moment right now. Uh, the, the road to 2020, it does get closer and closer with every second. And I, I just I feel like there's so much left that we, we got rule books coming out. Don't forget that there was mentioned that the schedule was going to be out in September. Can't wait to go through that. The draft, I have huge plans for the draft. Alan, I haven't even talked to you about what, I, what kind of plans I have for the draft. Uh, so I got that slated. It's going to be a great uh, fall uh, leading into the spring. So, yes, we are closer than ever right now. I was thinking for the draft, we do a special on our YouTube channel, XFL Show on YouTube, and uh, we do a draft special from a pool. That way we're talking draft pool from a pool. (laughs) We've done shows from a pool before. It wouldn't be the first. Yes, we have. As long as we have enough pool noodles, I think we can get it done. But we'll have to, oh, that might be hard to come by. We'll we'll have to try and figure that one out. We'll put that together. We'll definitely. Have I didn't that. know Vince couldn't swim. That was not my fault. <laughs> I apologize. For that. <laughs> you could swim. We'll we'll put we'll put that plan together and announce it soon. At XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, of course, there's always the XFL fan line for you to call and leave a voicemail seven two four five six five four XFL. Leave us a message. We'll play it on next week's show. And, uh, yeah, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. We've been finishing unofficially. It's kind of a segment, but no one really recognizes it. We do kind of end a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed on predictions. Here's I want to ask a different pr- kind of prediction this week. Next member of the media to be caught in public wearing XFL gear, Jake. Oh, my. Besides uh, Matt Hasselbeck. I, I, yeah, I, I know I'm on the clock here. Uh, Colin Coward. Oh, that, that's a, I think that's, that's a, a solid guest. Solid guess. I mean, he's obviously going to be a part of the league. It, it, it's a, yeah, it's it's safe. But yes. How about you? I, I, say, I say this week we see Pat McAfee. He's going to be sporting a hat or a shirt or something. Yeah, he was in the same picture with Matt Hasselbeck as they were prepping for that Wake Forest UNC game. So that's a good guess. That might have been Pat McAfee's sweater. He seems like a good guy. He might have handed it over to him if it was too cold. <laughs> he said, yeah, it's chilly in here, dude. Here's my ass. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'll, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. That We're going to catch somehow, some way, a picture of Gus Johnson wearing yes. XFL gear. Oh! And our minds will explode. <laughs> I've never seen that man in nothing but a suit. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he. I don't know if he wears anything but suits. But uh, I'll be. I'm gonna go crazier than Gus Johnson calling a football game if I see Gus Johnson wearing an XFL polo or something. Uh, hey, I'll go Doc Emmerich. <laughs> oh my! Well, oh, NB, okay. NBC. Wears something XFL. I'll go Doc Emmerich on him. That's that's what it is. Oh, no, no, no. Say, I was gonna say Doc Emmerich. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> be a major coup to steal Doc Emmerich for NBC just to call XFL games. That would be amazing. All right. Well, uh, uh, those are the predictions. 
and also hopefully predicting uh, some tier one quarterbacks signed or a schedule to come out. We'll see. We know there will be news. We know we'll be a week closer, and we know we will be right here for you, covering the entire road to 2020 and beyond. For Vince, for Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020.